Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Astrologer Bill Atride Radio Show. I'm your host, Bill Atride. Uh, today is October uh, the 14th, uh, and the radio show today is going to be about uh, Jupiter moving into Scorpio, which happened back on uh, Tuesday, October the 10th. And we'll remain in that sign until about November 8th, 2018. And, and that's typically what will happen, that Jupiter will move through each sign of the zodiac for about one year. And so roughly in 12 years makes a complete circuit of our solar system. Um, and so it, it's, it's a, a very interesting thing to focus upon these, these passages of planets through the signs. Obviously, we go around the sun and, and go through each sign once a month. And the moon traveling around the Earth gets around uh, the Earth once a month or roughly once in a month. Um, and so these varying cycles interpenetrating one another uh, form and inform our lives. Um, and we look at each planet as having certain significations given where it stands in relationship to the sun and the inner planets of Mercury and Venus and then planets beyond the Earth, Mars, on out to Pluto, um, have different uh, significations and indications in any chart, whether that be of a human or an entity like a corporation or nation. And so we, we, we look at these as indications for um, uh, what both is in, was it indicated in a natal chart, a person's basic disposition, nature, but also sort of astrological weather, what's happening for everyone more generally. Um, so as I said in the, in the, in the opening blurb in the, uh, for the show today, as well as what I wrote also in the blog uh, on for the, that was published for on Tuesday, October the 10th, um, what we want to do is look at Jupiter now as this indicator, as what I would like to say is the avatar of our truth in our birth charts. Um, and it's, it sort of indicates how we move into a more encompassing and greater understanding throughout our life and through life after life. And so if you understand the indications of Jupiter in your chart, you may understand better how it is that you're supposed to sort of be expanding your awareness and how you might wish to relate to the world. Because given that it forms and informs what is meaningful to you, it therefore helps to explain what your true intentions in life are and how then you relate to the world around you um, so that certain people relate in a more idealistic manner in a more emotional manner, a more uh, physical way, um, depending upon that Jupiter. Of course, no one planet is, is the final arbiter of that, but Jupiter is a very strong indicator for these matters. Um, and in a way by looking at Jupiter as it changes every year into a different sign, you can sort of incorporate that understanding of where Jupiter is now in relationship to Jupiter in your own chart and sort of understand that there are other ways of approaching truth, other ways of understanding truth. And the whole idea and goal of human development of any spiritual development is to try to integrate all these different ways into one great masterful way of relating to yourself and to the world around you. Um, but so today what I, I thought we would do first is sort of review what Jupiter um, means moving through these 12 signs of the zodiac. And some of you may know, maybe most of you know where your Jupiter is. So hopefully this will resonate for you and, 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 and you'll find it quite meaningful or uh, helping to explain um, some, of the, some of the things that drive your own story as you journey in life and find your direction. Uh, people often want to know, of course, one of the big questions 
in any astrological reading for most people is where am I going? <laughs> and, and of course, uh, I always like to throw it back at people as any person might or wish to do that uh, to really understand things as well. Did, did you figure out where you're coming from? Because that's really the question, because it's what's in your heart. It's what's in your soul what makes you leap for joy that should be at the center of that decision-making uh, for you in terms of where you should be heading and what you should, why you should be doing it. Um, and so Jupiter has great um, indications in providing us with that uh, in our life. Um, and of course, I'm going to open up the, 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 the show later on to callers and questions. I see a number of you already there and I will get to you. I promise. <clears throat> I don't want to make you wait, wait too long. Um, so hopefully do that quite soon. But at first, I thought I'd review these these um, these positions of Jupiter in the chart. And maybe some of you callers may want to ask about that, talk about Jupiter in your own chart uh, and see what that might indicate. <clears throat> Before we look at Jupiter in particular, though, we might better want to ask the question, how should we approach any chart as a whole? I mean, how do we look at a chart when an astrologer first puts a chart up on the screen? Now, right now, I'm looking at a picture of the what's happening in the heavens right now. Um, what happens is that if you're well-trained as an astrologer, you won't let yourself become too focused or grabbed by any one element. You'll look at things, as we like to say, holistically or more intuitively. You try to look or maintain a look that where you're, where you're taking in the whole of the chart and feeling first its pattern or shape. And then, of course, no matter what you may try to do, your attention will be, will be pulled towards a particular planet or aspect or aspect pattern between planets. And which will make you think and feel what this means with regards to the planets in a sign and in the houses and their aspects to one another. And all these things begin churning. But then you really need to pull yourself back again and not become too focused upon any one factor as you need to keep weaving together all these various factors into the greater whole. Um, so you sort of keep your attention moving around. You see this, then you see that, you look at that, you look at this. Um, there are certain things I always look at, look for first, but often a, any individual chart may have some overriding factor that grabs your attention and you look at that and it does reveal a great deal, but it has to be taken within the context of the larger whole. Um, so, so we keep going in and out and back and forth trying to weave together the sense of who it is we have before us here or, or whatever it is in terms of an entity. Certainly by examining just any one planet in a chart like Jupiter, like today, you're going to miss much more than you will discover. In fact, so we don't want to get overwrought here and saying, Oh, Jupiter means everything. No, it means something, but it has to be taken into context. But still by looking at any one factor, it can be very instructive. Uh, typically, any astrologer may quickly size up what they have before them by looking at three fundamental factors in a ch anybody's chart, and that would be the sun sign and the moon sign and the rising sign. And if you just know those three things about somebody, you know a lot about them. <laughs> so it's, it's a good sort of rule of thumb. If you know someone's sun sign, moon sign, rising sign, you're getting a sense right away of what this person's all about. But of course, you're missing a great deal still. Um, when looking at any, just any one factor in a person's chart, as with here, as we are with Jupiter in the signs, we'll understand something about the nature of that person with regards to their experience of truth or meaning. And so we can determine to a considerable degree their, what I call their intentional nature, which will then help to explain what is their motivation and their spiritual direction in life. But we will certainly need to consider as well 
the aspects that would be there between their Jupiter and any other planets to see what kind of influences are brought into their Jupiter experience. For example, if there are supportive aspects between a person's sun, moon, and, or Saturn to their Jupiter, that will be a far different experience of Jupiter for them than Jupiter and Saturn square to one another or Jupiter and the sun in opposition to one another. And that will very much affect that person's journey in truth and meaning. So while we remember those qualifications that we have to look at the whole chart, look at all the planets, look at all their relationships, and even looking at one planet, consider how it is placed in the chart and its relationship to other planets still can derive very essential meaning by just looking at a planet in a sign. So, so let's take a look at Jupiter in the signs as I've sort of summed it up here for us, okay? So we, we'll start at the beginning of the zodiac. We'll start with Aries, um, just because we, we should do so, I suppose. And so when we look at Aries, what we find is that it will tend to foster an intuitive and spontaneous seeker for the truth, that that's the way the person will move through life. And that it indicates a person who is very adept at being a prophet or a self-promoter, a person who's a leader or pioneer in science and philosophy or religion. And the more they rely upon themselves, being at its Aries, the more authentic they will feel. They are independent with a firm belief in the power of positive thinking. So I like to say with Aries, uh, Jupiter and Aries, the path of truth is found through living in the eternal now by being present. Taurus, um, when Jupiter is in Taurus, it creates a purposeful and persistent search for truth. So here we're dealing with a fixed sign. It's now an earth sign. And so it's much more focused and stabilized in a way than compared to Aries. Um, so the individual with Jupiter and Taurus has an underlying optimism and faith in humanity or really in all life or of spirit. It's, and they have an abiding belief, or there is an abiding belief, that humanity is on a continuous and upward path that will lead to the fulfillment of some form of the divine plan. So I like to say about Taurus and Jupiter that the path of truth is found through everlasting value. When we look to Gemini, the first of the air signs, the first of the mutable signs, and therefore more adaptable and more mentalized, we find that this will foster a path of development that is formed by and through an insatiable curiosity and a constant exchange of information. The sometimes chaotic multiplicities of inputs from the universe are, by Jupiter being in Gemini, more readily organized and given coherent meanings. The search for meaning and truth most certainly follows the ancient injunction that at whatever level of understanding one may have achieved, one must always follow the incessant necessity, walk on. So the path of truth for Jupiter and Gemini is through insatiable curiosity. When we come to Cancer, the first of the water signs and the second of the cardinal signs now, we find that the search for meaning is channeled through the depths of feeling that are filled with warm memories and remembrances that bend inwards toward the origins and our roots to family, ethnicity, culture, and ultimately to the spiritual journey of one and all where the whole world is felt and embraced as one great family. So in Cancer, we like to say the path of truth um, for Jupiter is found through feelings. 
When we come to the next end of the fire signs, and it's a fixed fire sign now, we come into Leo. And so here we find that Jupiter in Leo forms an enthusiastic search for truth through creative expression and leadership and love. Life is lived very colorfully and heroically. Honor and pride guide the relationship to others, where nobility of purpose and loyalty to one another are held in the highest esteem. The dramatization of truth into great symbols and creations and actions is there to inspire others to be guided by a shining moral example. So when Jupiter is in Leo, the path of truth is through authenticity. When we come to Virgo now, the second of the earth signs, the second of the mutable signs of adaptability, we find that the path of truth now is found by service and sacrifice and in very high moral, religious, or spiritual ideals. The abstractions of ideal philosophy that you might find in fire or even in air give way to their practical application, and that through right action and critical adjustments, a healing of oneself and of the world will manifest. Living the spiritual in the daily conduct of one's life, living in peace and beauty will help one to find one's way to truth. So the path of Jupiter in Virgo is the path achieved through service. We finally get halfway through the Zodiac, and now we're at Libra, the second of the air signs, the, the third of the cardinal signs, the beginning of a season, the season we're currently in. And so everything is coming to a whole new phase here, a whole new realm of being. And so when we come to Libra, as Jupiter moves through Libra, which it just came through last year, we turn to the search for meaning and truth outwards into the mystery of what I call the third space, the space that is the relationship with one another, because I'm in my space and you're in your space and encountering each other. We meet in the space between us. And that is the space where play in and work in and make more, more, more meaningful and more, more true to one another by articulating it clearly. With Jupiter and Libra, the individual finds, forms, and expresses their spiritual values in this space of the we. The path of truth is formed by a willingness or even eagerness to entertain opposing points of view. Libras are always trying to compare and contrast and bring sides together. And so we find that with Libra, you want Jupiter as the interlocutor, the mediator, who finds a greater truth by the integral synthesis found in commonly shared cultural values, because now we're moving outward. It's not so personal. It's more shared experiences and therefore shared values. So in a sense, when Jupiter is in Libra, the path of truth is found through dynamic balance, back and forth, moving towards equilibrium. We come to where we are now. Jupiter has just moved into Scorpio. We are now in another water sign, the signs of feeling and depths of feeling and great, great understanding coming from feeling that is beyond words, uh, experiencing these mysteries of union to family and home and culture and origins or union to spirit and the divine in Pisces. And here with Scorpio, the union with the one, with the one other before us or many others before us. In Scorpio, we find that Jupiter fosters passionate and intense feelings about the very search for truth, because this is where truth is found. The pathway to truth pulls the soul into the depths, 
and there is no attraction whatsoever for anything superficial or shallow. The soul pierces through mysteries and secrets, leaving no stone unturned. There is a heightened lucidity in ascertaining the true nature of whatever one is examining so that others may feel the individual who is with Jupiter and Scorpio possesses some form of X-ray vision and their deepest secrets are an open book to such an individual. In Scorpio, we find that the path of truth is through passionate union, the breaking down of separation of one another to one another and becoming more one with one another, breaking that illusion of separation. Coming out of that feeling experience of truth, that I've discovered truth, I've met truth in this amazing feeling of connecting to another or the pulling apart from one another, but we don't have words yet for it. We move into the realm of Sagittarius where now we articulate the truth into various forms and structures. This is the realm of philosophy and religion and science and law. This is truth itself. And so in Sagittarius, we find a person born with Jupiter in Sagittarius will create for them an exuberant nature that knows that the whole point of life, for them certainly, is centered in the search for truth. Exploration, travels in time and space, shape the life, and there is a never-ending love of philosophy, science, religion, and other cultures. Jupiter in Sagittarius is the seeker and the seer and creates a path of enthusiasm that can make for an inspirational teacher. We find that the path of truth in Sagittarius is through collective wisdom, that we have worked long and hard telling our stories to one another, and we don't have to start from the beginning. We can stand upon the shoulders of those who came before us, understanding what is truth. But then we arrive at the, what might say the highest point of the zodiacal cycle, Capricorn, the 10th sign. And here we find we're in the last of the cardinal signs, the last of the earth signs, the signs of manifestation, and the signs of, and the signs of action. And here we find that with Capricorn, truth is found by achieving professional recognition and social status. Truth is made manifest by preserving and extending institutional structures, embodying and informing them with truth, because it's not enough to know the truth, we have to be the truth. We have to act on that truth. It has to be living in our lives and through our institutions. And that by through personal integrity and living for and by traditional values, we are fulfilled. Self-mastery and responsibly fulfilling one's role within the hierarchy of life is what brings true happiness. With Capricorn, with Jupiter, the path of truth is through self-fulfillment. And then we come to Aquarius, the last of the air signs, the last of the fixed signs. And in a way, Aquarius responds to Capricorn's achievements and says, that's great, that's fine. Within that culture, within that time, within this place in history, this was the best we could do. But Aquarius comes in and sees and believes in a tomorrow that's better. And so we find that Aquarius, when Jupiter's in Aquarius, those souls who have that, truth is found through social idealism and the inspirational dreams of a better tomorrow. Jupiter in Aquarius is the great humanitarian who stands for non-discrimination and inclusiveness for all peoples, 
cultures and creeds. Jupiter in Aquarius is the scientist, the revolutionary, or again, the seer, as Jupiter in Aquarius finds truth in freedom to be or become, the freedom for all to be their truth and be one of a kind. But because we are doing this as in groups together, we find that the path of truth for Aquarius is found through fellowship, through friendship. Finally, we come to the last sign. The summing up of all the human experiences comes down to Pisces, the last sign, the last of the water signs, the last of the mutable signs. Here we find that truth is found by holding to a firm belief in the power of faith and dreams. Jupiter in Pisces creates an intuitive search for truth. And those with Jupiter in Pisces are the saviors, the champions of the forgotten, the mystics who see experience, who see the experience the, and, and seek to experience the one and the many and live in the truth of the one. The gift of Jupiter in Pisces is to see all the parts of one's life, the triumphs and the defeats, as necessary to the forging of the diamond body of one's spirit. Here, in fact, we find that in the final act of Jupiter moving to the signs, the path of truth is found through faith itself. And that's not a leap of faith of just hoping and believing that something will happen, but a faith that comes from a knowing that we are the makers and creators. We are the dreamers creating this reality. And so we can take responsibility, assume responsibility for what we have so far made, but know that it is on us and it is possible for us to change it all once again. So I thought that would just be helpful for us to sort of put into context this understanding about Jupiter being in Scorpio, that all these placements are important, all are significant, and in a way, as I keep on saying in all my readings with clients and on all these on my blog and certainly in the radio show here, we are here to be masterful, to be self-masterful. And that means you must understand all these signs and all these planets because you are them all. You are not a just an Aries or a Taurus or a Libra, because in your chart someplace, every one of these signs is active and engaged in your life with you and can help and guide you. So by understanding more of their essential meaning, understanding these ancient teachings and truths and living them out in a vibrant way, you can become a more fulfilled person at any moment in your life. Um, one can never say when a person is going to wake up, they could be right on the cusp of it or they've got a long way to go. But every step one takes is well met and well deserved. Um, but my, many will say that in all the journeys that we go through, going through that time of Scorpio, whether it be a planet in our chart or being our sun sign or Jupiter, is perhaps one of the most profound and meaningful. Because here we deal with that ultimate sense of our sense of disconnect, of being separate entities one to another, when in fact we understand that everything is held and is part of the one great spirit and the truth of the universe is oneness and everything is part of one great life, one great mind, one great spirit. But the illusion we have to overcome is this sense of separation one to another. And it causes great harm and misunderstanding that we could try to get something over on somebody or hurt someone else and there'd be no consequences. But if I hurt another, I hurt myself quite simply put. 
And Jupiter and Scorpio is leading us out into that understanding during this coming year that we need to have and forge deeper unions with one another, which means that we have to take care towards one another in forging these alliances and forging these agreements and and sharing with one another because nothing comes from one human. It's in our combinations with one another that the magic happens, that we become something more than we were, that we elicit from one another things that we didn't even know were within us. And in our combination with one another, we transform and change and uplift one another into the greater life. Scorpio is the sign of alchemy, the sign of transformation and rebirth. And we are all becoming something more, becoming more of what we were meant to be. And we do this for and through one another by combining together in, in, in partnerships, in businesses, in other larger collectivities. The magic comes in the right articulation of how we do for one another and become for one another is the heart and soul of the spiritual experience. Because it speaks to the fact that it is one great life. And we're all here to be part of that great life with and for one another. Well, I hope that that gives you a little more to think about in terms of what Jupiter means in all the signs and what Jupiter means certainly in Scorpio here. But I have some people here who've been holding on very patiently for quite some time. And I'm going to go in order of how long you've been waiting. So those of you who came in early, I'm going to come to you first and see uh, what questions you might have for me today. And again, if you are going to ask about what I've been talking about, that'd be fine. If you want to talk about your own chart or some, someone else's chart, for instance, uh, certainly give to me at least um, first your name, at least your first name, and, and then also uh, your date of birth or the, the date of birth you want to look at and the place of birth at least. And if you have the time of birth, well, then wonderful, then I can, then I can tell you so much more. So um, we're going to take in the first caller here now, and I'm going to click on the button and see who we have here. So hello, who do we have here today? Hello? Hi. Hi. Hello. Hi, this is Rose. Hi, Rose. <laughs> How are you today? I'm doing great. How are you? I am fine. Thank you. I'm, I'm always doing pretty good, <laughs> I guess, uh, though we all have our ups and downs. But That's uh, true. I, I love my life in terms of the work that I do. Uh, it's not work to me. It seems like a, it is a calling, not even seems like a calling. So I'm, I'm very happy and fortunate indeed. H- how can I help you today? Well, I wanted to know what, what it says for my astrology with regards to my love life. I have all oh. the information you were asking for. Okay, so um, what is your birth date? Twelve ten fifty six. Okay. Four twenty five p.m. Okay. Born in Jersey City, New Jersey. Okay, right across the river. <laughs> I'm in New York. Are you in That's New York? What? I'm in New York City. Yes, I am. Uh, hi there. I'll, wa- I'll wave to you. Okay, so. Um, so, again, let me just confirm it. December 10th, 1956, right? Yes. 4.25 p.m. in Jersey City, New Jersey. So if you know your chart, I'm, but I'm going to repeat it for you. You know you're a Sagittarius oh, um, yes. with, with your moon in Pisces, and you've got Gemini as your rising sign. Um, 
And just to, just to let you know, and your Jupiter, just so you know, is in Virgo. And that's really important for you because, of course, being a Sagittarius, Jupiter is your ruler. Um, and so that path of service and the, and the need to bring one's beliefs and truths into some kind of meaningful application would be very much part of what your life's about. Um, and again, <laughs> given all these planets that you have, the sun, Saturn, and Venus itself, the planet of value, beauty, and love in the sixth house of service and order, you're here to go on a healing journey. Um, and to hopefully work in some way in, in, in very specific ways to both heal yourself and to be a healer for others in this lifetime. Um, I know there are those who argue, I'll even argue that we're all here on a healing journey, <laughs> but, but mm -hmm. some of us are more specifically tasked with that in any one lifetime, and certainly you are. Um, now, when it comes to matters pertaining to love, there are many things that come in, certainly for Sagittarius, the first thing I would say is that if you're going to be with a Sagittarius, understand that this is a sign of, of exploration, of travel in the mind and the body, and that therefore a Sagittarius most certainly wants a partner who will take them by the hand or you'll take them by the hand and you'll both say to one another, let's see what's out there. Let's explore this museum. Let's go across town and let's go into this park. Let's turn a corner and or come across the hilltop and see what's on the other side. Sagittarians cannot be possessed. They need to be freed. Um, and so you need someone who will want to explore with you for, your, for that relationship to work. But you do have your Venus in Scorpio. And that means even though you are a Sag, you really want to be a Scorpio. <laughs> And that means that there is a bit more of that passionate experience of Scorpio in terms of what I'm looking for and longing for in relationship. It's not enough to just walk side by side and holding hands. I want to go into a deeper experience of joining with you and you with me. That is something expected by you. And because your moon is also in water in Pisces um, and actually makes a beautiful contact to your Venus, um, you very much enjoy being a woman in this lifetime and have a very deep uh, appreciation for beauty in this lifetime as well. Um, so certainly um, that what you would say is that your any challenges that might come into your life from um, in relationship would not be because you're conflicted about your femininity where you might have some challenges is that because your moon is opposite Jupiter, again, your ruler, um, you have a tendency in a relationship to over-relate to the needs of others and under-relate your own, meaning you're, you'll jump in with both feet and you'll say, let me make you breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and all that kind of stuff, and it's not balanced. Uh, and so you need to make it more reciprocal from the beginning of a relationship because the first minutes and hours of a relationship we've created and signed on to a contract. And so you want to make sure that you're taking turns in caring for one another rather than doing too much here. Okay. Um, because you then you do what I call over-relate and your own need, their, their needs to their needs and under-relate your own. And, and, and one last thing. Ideal? I'm sorry. Oh, and, and one last thing that you would need in a relationship because you've got your Mercury, which rules your chart of Gemini rising. It's in your seventh house of relationship. You have to be with an intelligent person. <laughs> you have to be with a, with, with a talker. You cannot be with someone who answers, you know, very meaningful 
deep questions with a word or a grunt. That's not going to fly at all here. Some people are very nonverbal and they can have very nonverbal relationships. This is not you. <laughs> okay. So, so they better be engaging. They better, you better be able to ask them almost any question because you are curious with that Gemini rising. You'll have lots of questions and you want your partner to provide you with the answer. Okay. Okay. Now, now, generally speaking, Sagittarians do very well with other fire signs like Aries, perhaps, or, Sagitt- or Leo, more likely. Um, they do very well with Aquarians uh, because they're both a very freedom-loving sign. Um, so there, there are certain combinations that are easier. Any combination can work. There's no bad combination astrology. It, it, again, depends upon each individual's spiritual development. And the more developed, the more there is that ability to sort of bridge those differences. But it's easier to be with people more like our own energy. So fiery people get along with fiery and airy people generally. Um, And you're you're pretty, but you've got a bit of water in you too. So you will find that attraction to a watery type somewhat um, interesting for you. All right. Now, is there any relationship you're in right now specifically or are you... Not in a relationship. No, I'm just so independent. I'm looking for the right one, and I rather stay by myself. Well, that, so. that's it. I, I I use a metaphor for people who want to be in a relationship with a with a Sagittarius. Sagittarius again is the horse human, and you might think, well, gee, if I just put up a fence, I can hold on to them. But the Sagittarius will just jump the fence. <laughs> so the way you the the way okay. you the way you hold to on with Sagittarius is you don't hold on to them. You build them a beautiful barn with no fence and they'll hang around the barn because it's nice. But if you put up a fence, they've got to jump it. That's so me you, all the way. <laughs> so you hold the Sagittarius by not holding them. Okay. You're committed to them. It's very moral and spiritual, but it's not possessive. Right. Uh, and you are in a very serious time now for relationship because Saturn's moving through your seventh house over these next, next year and a half very serious things are going to happen in a relationship in your life. Um, but you, I hope to meet Mr. Wright. <laughs> Thank oh you no, very some, much. Some, something is going to come, I'm sure, okay? Okay. Thank you so okay. much. You're absolutely You're very, right about me. <laughs> Thank you. Very, okay. Thank you, Rose. Thank you. Talk, talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. Hello. You're Hi. on with Bill Atride. Who's this? This is Deanna, Bill. How are you? Deanna, hi, Deanna. Uh, I don't, I'm going to give you my birth date. Uh, I have two charts in front of me. I'm not good at reading the symbols, though. Uh, Okay. November the 8th, November the 8th, 1949. Okay. At 2.10 in the morning. Okay. In Buenos Aires. Okay. B-U-E-N-O-S. Right. A-I-R-E-S. Argentina, yes. Okay, yes. okay. And you said you had two charts for me. Well, I have the, the solar for this year, and I oh, have oh, the oh, natal. Oh no, no. I'm just going to look at your natal chart, and I and I can do the, yeah. the, the, the I can do the secondary charts, the progress and, and and transits right here too. So that that's fine. Thank you. So so what what question do you have for me today, Diana? I don't know about the question, but I know that my Jupiter. On my natal chart, I believe is on the 12th house in Libra. Now, maybe I got your date of birth wrong. You said November the 8th, right? Yes. And 19... 
49. 49. Well, if you're November 8th, 1949, then you, you are, you know, you're a Scorpio, of course. Um, and your Jupiter is in the sign of Capricorn, which is the 10th oh. sign. Yeah. Uh, and, and your Jupiter is actually in the 11th house. So that's why I was asking, you thought it was 12th or something. And I, I, I wanted to clarify that. So, um, so yeah, if it's November 8th, 1949 at 2.10 PM in Buenos Aires, um, you definitely are Scorpio. You know that your moon's in Gemini, you've got Pisces rising, but Jupiter there no, is. No, I in, have, uh, I have Leo rising. It's at 2.10 I do have, in the morning. Oh, 2.10 in, in the, the morning. morning. That's my mistake. See, I knew we had something wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. That's I uh, let me let me let me just go right in there and change that to AM. That's easy. That's easy to do, um, or it should be easy to do. And I apologize, I misheard that. So here no, we go. No problem. Okay. So again, now we have um, it flips, of course, by twelve hours, and now we find your Jupiter again in Capricorn, but it's now in the sixth house of the chart. Okay. What does this and, mean, Bill? Okay, well, Jupiter getting Capricorn says that the, the soul is drawn to very, uh, a very more pragmatic and practical approach to philosophy and truth. And there is a strong um, attraction to teachings that have stood the test of time, more traditional religions and more traditional teachings. It could, be, it could be Buddhist, it could be Christian, it could be whatever the teaching may be. But there's a sense of an honoring a tradition and maintaining a tradition as being very important in, in guiding oneself. And with Jupiter being in the sixth house of service, it would mean that you would wish to have your life be lived in such a manner that you embodied your truth in your daily life, in your daily practices, including your work, that a person with Jupiter in the 12th house have to have meaningful work, work where I see that my truth is embodied in either what I make or how I do what I do in my job. Okay. Question: Did you say twelve house or six house? The Jupiters are now in the in the sixth house of of order and lifestyle and health and healing, and the conditions of work. That's where your Jupiter is now. Now you've got Leo rising, um, as given two ten a.m. on November the eighth. So um, so yes, the Jupiter is in your in your sixth house there, just just inside the sixth house. Um, at one point, you said something about being. Um, in interacting with others mm-hmm. and being sort of like a mediator. Does that well, apply? That, yeah, well, that, that uh, Jupiter in Libra brings that as an essential focus for the life for an individual in terms of how they're going to approach um, their truth and find their truth. Your truth would be more found in this, in this looking at just this one factor, which again, we'd never really want to do, but we'll, we'll for argument's sake, do it here. Um, that Jupiter in Capricorn in your sixth house would say that there'd be something that you would wish to see be embodied in your life and work that pays reverence to and honors a great tradition, uh, something of a longstanding nature. Um, And that sort of fits because you've got Saturn as one of your rising planets, which tends to foster that kind of seriousness and determination. Um, Leo, again, as the rising sign is very honorable and and full of that sense of presence and pride as being very important. But what's interesting is you're born now with your moon at the very top of your chart in Gemini. Um, And when the moon is riding high like that, when it's at the very top of the chart, 
your emotional life and your social standing and or professional life really determines your emotional well-being. Um, Meaning that, okay, so that if I have a meaningful career or I'm, I'm well esteemed in my, my neighborhood by my social activities and my, my community, everything is great. I my my rest of my life can Mm -hmm. be terrible, but as long as I'm appreciated in my work or in my community, I'm okay. (laughs) And when it isn't, and when it isn't, it isn't. It isn't. When it isn't, sure. you're miserable. You, 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 could, you could have a beautiful, wonderful, loving relationship, and we all should. But if you don't have this outward un- recognition or, or feedback or, or appreciation, you're going to be an unhappy person. Am I ever going to have that? Well, again, Gemini requires that you um, be having, doing more than one thing. So you show adaptability and ingenuity in doing so. And doing something that is of service to the public, meeting public needs, understanding public trends, working with forecasting, working with anticipating what needs will be so people get involved in, in marketing and publicity or, or seeing cycles and changes and, and make, getting ready for something coming in six months or, or, or a year away. Often have the moon up here because they're very good at reading their times, being good with cycles is something you'd be good I'm at a- with this. I'm an interpreter. I talk. Okay. And I, okay. Is that good for that? Well, that, 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 that certainly in terms of being able to meet people and meet their needs and being adaptable, certainly. Um, it doesn't tie into the sense of cycles and looking ahead for changes in the culture. Um, but you do have your son, which is the center of the chart, is placed in that third house, which is the house of communications. Um, and being a Scorpio, um, you're someone who can pull out information that is hidden. Um, and so your, your, your communication skills should be something that you draw upon. It sort of is the center of your life because your, your son's in the third house and your moon's in the third sign. So there's a sort of double message of your chart saying, well, she's, she's involved in communication arts certainly is something that she'd be very gifted in. Okay. One last question and a sure. comment. I'm I'm really happy that it's going to be until my next birthday. Jupiter might sign one full year plus many other days. Uh, yes. When do you see in the next in the coming year the chance for having uh, another person in my life? Okay. Well, um, um, right now you're working on centering because your progressed moon's in the fourth house of home and family and security. So this is a time for you looking back at the past of the home you came from, you're looking at the home you're in now, you're recentering yourself on what is meaningful to you. And as you recenter yourself, you're getting ready for taking more chances and moving out more into love and romance and, and, and delighting in those things, which I would say be much more likely to happen towards the, the end of this year, beginning of next year. Thank I mean, you so and, much, and, and the, the, yeah, okay, the end, the, more towards the end of 2018, okay? Thank you so much, Bill. I want to continue you, listening. So okay, thank you. On hold. Uh, sure, I'll, I'll just, uh, oh, okay, I'll do that. Okay, I'm, um, I'll just take you off. Okay, thank you. Bye for now. Gracias. <laughs> bye. Okay, bye. Hello, this is Bill. Hi, Bill. Hi, Bill. This is Donna from California. How are you? Hi, Donna. Hi. Um, okay, my birthday is April 22nd, 
1954. I was born at 2.50 p.m. in uh, Long Island, New York. Sorry, Don. I wasn't ready for all that. Let's do that. I'm sorry. I got your name. So <laughs> give me the dates again. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. My birthday is April 22nd, 1954. Mm-hmm. Right. I was born at 2.50 p.m. in Long Island, New York. 2.50 p.m. And that was um, where on Long Island? Just give me a city, any city. Flushing. Flushing. Uh, Flushing. Flushing. Okay. New York. Gotcha. Okay. And okay. So what is your question for me today, Donna? Well, I wanted to know about love life and if the money situation would be getting better for me next okay. year. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Let's just see where everything is. Um, now, again, in terms of um, – in terms of love life, um, you're going through a, a rather powerful period here uh, that would affect oh. many things, including love life, in that your progressed moon right now is moving through that eight house of one's chart, which is the house of union, which is the house of combining with one or many others. And when this happens, the, the, the longing to be deeply connected to another is very much present. Um, and yet the, what one has to overcome or face down is the fear of rejection or loss, um, mm. because that's what holds us back. We, we've been hurt before. We've been rejected before. Yeah. Someone's been pulled away or taken away before. So, of course, yeah. we're carrying that energy of, oh, it's going to happen again. And if we don't get that out of the way, of course, we attract it again. And that is one of your tests in this lifetime. You were born with Saturn in Scorpio opposite your son. And so that issue of dealing with the, the fact that nothing lasts is one of your great lessons. Um, mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean you can't pick yourself up, you know, dust yourself off and start all over. Not start all over again, but you start again by realizing that whether I'm with someone for just a wonderful <laughs> afternoon or I'm with you for 30 years, it will end. And therefore, that's already built into the equations of mm-hmm. life. I shouldn't fear this. I should move forward into life and say to somebody, I want you or I need you. And they could either say yes, and I'm going to feel really good for a while <laughs> or maybe for a long uh-huh. while, or they're going to say no. And then, then I'm free because it wasn't going to be. But if I hold myself back because I'm afraid, I don't create the conditions for a union. I'm not being vulnerable as a sign of my strength. And the other sensing me holding back also holds back and it goes the wrong way. So you have to take that chance, make that leap. Um, and, 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 and again, this has been a very, this last year, Saturn dancing around Sagittarius has been going back and forth over your moon in Sagittarius. And so every seven or eight years, Saturn will make a passage over our moon. And it quite literally feels like we've come into a, an emotional period of being down or being in a funk, being melancholic yeah. or depressed. You hit an emotional low this year. You are now coming out of it. When we feel this emotional low, our natural inclination is to pull in because we feel bad. But we should fight it and reach out. Ask someone for help. Ask a friend that you need some comfort. And also look for where you can be of comfort to a friend or loved one. And you repair and reconnect and maintain your emotional connections, which are real and there, but you wouldn't feel it during a year like this. So I wish we had mm. talked last year. I would have told you, get ready for this and fight it and don't, mm. don't succumb. But 
But trust yeah. me when I say that Saturn has just passed over your moon for the third and final time this year. You're coming out of your emotional rut. Things are going to get brighter. Things are going to get sunnier. Things are going to feel better day by day now. Oh, thank goodness. Yeah. Oh, no, you're coming, you're coming into a much better place. It, it didn't have to be as difficult as it was, perhaps, but, but, but it's something we all go through. Um, it's cyclic. And these cycles are meant to be experienced as opportunities for us to understand what's happening and try to work through them. But often we don't know what's going on and we just go into that experience. Um, but trust me when I say things are going to be looking up now. Oh, thank goodness. Thank you. That's great. You're, you're welcome. Glad to you're hear welcome. that. Does it look like money might be getting better? Because uh, that was kind of a drawback too. Okay. Well, um, again, financial matters uh, depend upon many things. And one of them being, indeed, looking at Jupiter and Saturn. And, and again, uh, Jupiter's growth and optimism and good fortune and one of the greatest things to have is what you've got in your chart, Jupiter in the 10th house by birth. It's in Gemini. So that's that curiosity you've got going there for your search for truth <laughs> and, and juggling, oh, yeah. more than one thing, juggling more than one thing in your career. You're adept at that. But one thing that you'll always be able to call upon in your life for your work is that you are a trustworthy person and people will trust you almost without question. And they should. Yeah. And so yeah. that, that's the coin of the realm, that people should know that once you give your word, once you pledge something to them, it's done. There's no need for a contract, though you might have a contract, no. um, because you're an honorable person. And that's never to surrender that. Never, there's no price that can be paid that make you surrender your trustworthiness. You earn this. Mm-hmm. Hold on to it. But on the other side of the coin, Saturn there is in your second house, the natural house of Taurus, the house of value. And anybody with Saturn in the second house is going through in this lifetime a test of value, which often it presents itself as having troubles in terms of money and money flows and income. And the lesson they're learning is that I cannot measure myself materially by what I have today or how much I made last week or how much I've saved because it could, it could make me go, go crazy. I need to instead understand that within me is a wellspring of value creation that I need to tap into, that I am the source of value for me, and I can rise above this fear of having less and become more. Jupiter's going to help you here now, because Jupiter now moving through Scorpio is going to come across your Saturn in the next couple of months, and as it does so, you're beginning a new growth cycle. Uh, in terms of Jupiter um, and how you build that into your life um, economically and financially. So I would say probably late October, November, you should see you're coming to a pretty big decision about how to grow in the next seven to 15 years. Wow. Okay. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. I came out of a real reclusive period. I was like just staying home by myself a lot. Now I'm getting out a little bit. So that's good. Good, good, okay. That's what you said. Okay, yep, well, exactly. thank you, Bill. I You're very it. welcome. Thank My pleasure, much. Donna. Nice to talk to you. Okay. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, uh, you're on with Bill Atride. Who's this? Hi, Bill. My name is Maddie. Maddie, I'm here okay. in Georgia, Atlanta, Georgia. Okay. First-time caller. Okay, great, great. But my, my Jupiter is in Scorpio. My, no, I'm sorry. My moon is in Scorpio. 
Okay, well, let's, let's take a look at your chart. Do you have your birth information? I do. Okay. Um, January the 7th. Okay. Uh, at 6.50 p.m. Um, place okay. called Cuthbert, Georgia. Could you spell that for me? Cuthbert, C-U-T-H-B-E-R-T. C-U-T-H-B-E-R-T, right? Yes. In Georgia. Uh-huh. Okay. I got it. Okay, good. Um, and, and let's just see what we have here. Um, so January 7th, 1945, you said, right? Uh, yes. Mm -hmm. January 7th, 45. Well, that's, that means your Jupiter's actually in Virgo. No, no. Your moon, your, your, your moon's in Scorpio is what you're saying, right? My moon's in Scorpio and I keep reading that, uh, uh, Jupiter's in Scorpio now. Right. And I thought, wow, I'm a moon Scorpio, a big part of who I am. I wonder what what the, what, what that, that what, what that might indicate. Well again, the, yeah. the moon is the feeling and emotional life and our experience of our emotional connections first our feelings within ourselves and how well they're integrated and, and and harmonized and then outwardly how we then connect to others and feel them in our life. And your moon in Scorpio means you're you have passionate feelings and in that fourth house very deeply connected to the roots of your life, to your family, to your culture, uh, to ethnicity, uh, to spirituality, your roots run deep. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, and, and the Jupiter going through your fourth house, this whole period, it moved in there late this summer. Um, uh, and now we'll stay in that fourth house all this coming year as well. And passing over these next couple of months over your moon means this year period is a wonderful time for you to reconnect and deepen and expand and, and reinform your sense of your center. What is at the center of you? What roots you in the world? What you stand upon and stand in? And so in yeah. terms of, I mean, a typical thing for someone like this to say, I'd say, oh, time to slap on a new coat of paint on the house or, or get some new furniture or, or move. People try to improve their physical homes, which is fine, or change their physical homes in some way when Jupiter's here, but really what it's for is having a better experience of the home that's within us. Uh, And then the people around us that are part of our home and family, it's a great time to bring more family into the home and to enjoy more family time and more cultural time that resonates with these fond memories and recollections and remembrances that say, this is who I am. I come from this will really resonate for you in this coming year. So that's Jupiter in the home. Now, what about Jupiter? I mean, say uh, Jupiter in the moon. That's yeah, the so Jupiter. Well, so, Ju- well, so the Jupiter will go over your moon. It'll, it'll probably just make, from what I can see here, just one pass, um, and that just means that you'll really feel wonderful at that moment as it passes over your Ju- moon. Let me just make sure I'm letting the computer do the calculations here. So bear with me one second and see if it just makes. I think it just makes the one pass. Yes. Yeah, so you'll have Jupiter exactly on your moon on October the 25th. Now, what's interesting about that, again, you don't want to look at anything by itself. Just days before, on October 21st, Jupiter will also be trining your Venus. What that reminds us is that you're born with your moon and Venus trining one another, one third apart in the circle of the zodiac. And that means your experience of beauty, Maddie, is extraordinary. 
your love of beauty, your love of spirit is is higher than many others. And and you love being a woman because of the moon Jupiter that also comes in with this uh, moon, moon to uh, Venus. Uh, but that right. also means when, when the moon and Venus are lined up in terms of the love nature, it's very strong. And Jupiter being on your Venus, then your moon could provide a wonderful, let's say, week of very lovely and loving experiences in your life. I would say, you know, go enjoy music or beauty and art forms, but also enjoy the company of people that you love and or you'll find some very wonderful expressions of love coming your way during that latter part of October. Wow. Mm, okay. Okay. I kind of experienced, <laughs> okay. I experienced something that yesterday too and today. Wow. Okay. Well, no, it's, it's going to be, it's, it's working its way because Jupiter's moving. It's a big planet. It moves very slowly. And you could say it's building in this whole month of October, um, this, since it went into Scorpio and just makes its exact passage over your Venus, um, as I said, on October 21st and exactly on your moon, October 25. But really this whole period resonates with this energy. Wow. I love it. You should. I love <laughs> should. it. I love it. <laughs> Good. Good for you. Okay. <laughs> I, Are we I okay? Do. Uh, it's okay. only going to last for the month of October, you say, the 21st? For the, for this, but yeah, but Jupiter will stay in your, in your fourth house. Uh, it won't leave that fourth house, um, at which it moved into on August 29th. It won't leave the fourth house of the home now and the roots of your life until October 22nd, 2018. So oh, you've got it year. there for almost, almost 13, 14 months. You've got Jupiter in the, the house of home and family and roots. Bringing so blessings. I got, I got a whole and year to, uh, to, to do my that. inner world. Exactly. Impossible exactly. move. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. No. A move, move could be possible, or or some kind of home improvement is usually likely mm-hmm. in the cards when Jupiter's there. Oh wow. Hmm. And love energy. I love that. <laughs> okay. Oh yes. And again, with mm-hmm. Libra on your fourth house of the home, you better have a beautiful home. Otherwise, you're in the wrong place. Uh, no, not, not Libra. It's, uh, it's Scorpio in the fourth house. No, you're, but, but your, your fourth house begins with Libra and ends with Scorpio on the fifth. So you, oh. you, bring, you bring Libra I, energy. I, in. Yeah. Yes, I do have a beautiful home. Well, I do. Oh, no, I that, have a, yeah. well they, say, they say I have a luxury home. And I say, well, yeah. I do? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, you should bring beauty into your home and have beautiful things in your home. That's, that's what you want. You want a home that's gracious and beautiful and poised uh, and, 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 and provides that kind of environment for one another. Yeah. Uh, so that's, so basically um, you say that on that note, that's why it just flows so easily. It was no problem. I just did it. Yep. Yeah. Okay. okay. With no, with no, really no thought into it. Just do it. And, uh, oh, and it oh, Maddie, we got to We got to go. Got, we're okay. going to, it's going to cut right, me off, you. but thank you. Great for, for good to talk to you. Okay. Oh, same here. Thank you, Bill. <laughs> okay. You're welcome. Okay. Bye-bye. And I'm so sorry. We're not going to get, let me, let me try this for the person. I'm sorry I didn't get to you sooner, but who is this? Hi, this Hello? is Lori. I'm your show. Hi. Hi, Lori. I'm sorry I got to you so late. Um, we could try next time, but if you want, you could, you could always email me any question if you want. I'll try to respond to that if you wish to. Contact me through the website or the, um, the blog or the radio show. And if you have a question for me, I'll try to get back to you, okay? Sounds good. Thank you. Okay. You're welcome. Let me, let, me get this other, 
Well, thank you so much. I want to get this other person and let them know the same thing because I don't want to feel, let them feel they're left out here. So I will talk to you later, okay? <laughs> okay, Laurie. Okay. Sure. Hi, and I'm sorry I didn't get to you either, but I'll take down your name and you're welcome to contact me. Who's this? You, you did get to me, and I just uh, thanked you on Facebook. Oh, thank you. I'm this sorry. Is, so I didn't, didn't realize you're still this on. Is Deanna. So, yeah. Okay, Deanna, no, thank just you. I okay. Back again. Thank okay, you, thank you so much. Are always on, on Saturdays now? I'm going to try to do I think I think Saturday is going to be my day because it seems the better time for people to be able to call in and talk with me. Yeah. Okay? Thank you. Love you. Bye. Okay. Bye-bye.